toys, you'll never outgrow us. Each sold separately. I like those odds. Welcome to another exciting episode of Where the Toys Are, the podcast. We're sitting here in the Where the Toys Are archives here in buried in West Oakland, California. Me and Sammy say hi, Sam. Hey, how you doing? Happy Wednesday out there in uh, Toyland. Yeah, it's all you babes out there. All you babes in Toyland. We know you're out there, too. It's been a kind of a whirlwind weeks. Um, This is going to be our pretty much official first episode when we get this all locked down of where the of WTTA. Um, so let's let's dig right into it. Sammy, what have you out been hunting for? What have you been uh, getting? Well, you know, it's interesting. Like today at work, I had to like uh, work, had to maybe drive our car, our company truck around the Bay Area to like uh, get mileage on it to pass our smog test. Because in California, we care about smogging our cars to make sure there's no pollution. So huh. I took that opportunity to stop it. Every Target and every Walmart and every other uh, place I could find to go look for figs. What a dream. It was kind of funny, you know, but uh, I didn't find anything, really. Um, I didn't find anything really relevant. I mm-hmm. did find some cool Mandalorian lunchboxes, which Brett can testify. Which, thank you very much. Yes. I am now sporting one of those, and I'll be taking my uh, <clears throat> things around. In. Yeah, it was really cool. Funko made really cool Mandalorian lunchboxes. Pretty cool. Uh, can't complain. They're it's nice. Great. And, they're nice and tinny. Love it. Get your thermos up in there, your your peanut butter and jelly with the sides cut off, and your uh, Twinkie and whatever wrapped surprise your mama gave you. <laughs> totally. But yeah, that was kind of cool. Mm. Um, I did stop at uh, CFA in Union City uh, Comic Figure Addicts. It's uh, the homie Juan, uh, a comic book shop, and he does conventions. He's he, he always has the right stuff. He's yeah. a big big digger, big fan of toys and comics, and he always has. Uh, uh, good prices, fair prices, and a lot of good stuff. So I was able to find uh, the awesome G.I. Joe classified gung-ho mm. for Brett over here. Love it. Yeah, good-looking fig. And then I found the uh, Deadpool movie Domino, and I found the Transformers Earthrise RC, which is also a hot fig. So I'm definitely supporting our sisters in figs by buying all the figs, uh, gung-ho not included. So it was. It was been chill. Aside from that, it's I've been, always heard good stuff about CFA. I need to pop down there. Yeah, they got some good stuff going on. It's a good little shop. Uh, he keeps it well stocked, um, and in general, it's just nice to have actual like places you can go. Yeah, to buy stuff aside from Target and Walmart and Walgreens and stuff and Super mm-hmm. Seven, of course. But yeah, I mean, in general, it's just like I said. We we talked about this recently. Like, you can't go to a Toys R Us. There's no KB Toys. No. There's no like brick and mortar places to buy stuff. Nothing now. Comic book stores, a lot of local comic stores stock figures. You're going to pay a bit of a premium, but you know what? Sometimes it's totally worth it. I mean, if you can walk out of a store these days with something like this, you know, when I'm holding up the Gung Ho fig for 25 bucks, not to give out prices for anybody that's, you know, I'm not trying to spill tea on any shops or anything, but I mean, for Black Series and things like this, you're looking at at least 30 bucks. Yeah, you know, the Star Wars Black Series, a six inch version of their 3.5 inch figures made by Hasbro, which also has the Kenner brand. You know, they're making bigger versions of the stuff that Brett and I grew up with, and mm-hmm. they're pretty cool. They're awesome. They I, I great... always wanted to see, like, something blown up and bigger. Yeah. And, you know, with those characters. Always but... bigger. 
<laughs> bigger is better. <laughs> not always, not always. But in the action figure world, it really does seem like that when we're trying to do. Look at me trying to behave. Oh. You know, trying you. to be professional. It's been a long day and it's been a long week. What yeah. is today? It's Wednesday. What's going on it's with you? It's Thursday. How are you doing? Same thing. Just been working a lot. And um, yeah, always on the hunt, always prowling. I did, speaking of like finding, you know, things randomly, I did find that Camino Troop, you know, Trooper from the recent wave of Black Series today. But uh, there is a really good GameStop in the Mission in San Francisco, in the Mission District. One of the only ones in the area because they've all been closed down or uh, ransacked recently. Yeah. So. Uh, they've got a really good buyer there, and he said that he's got the rest of the wave, and they're going to call me tomorrow. That's by the time that this airs, we'll be great. through all these things, like <laughs> what we're yeah. about to talk about. There's nothing. Sam, Sammy was uh, searching for things in WalMarts and Targets all around the area. There's nothing because figs are hot right now. Everybody knows what they have, and everybody knows what to go after. So right now, those kids are staying at home and just hunting, stunning stuff down at all the places. Yeah. Yeah. And they're using, and they've got every, they've got a thousand screens going, and they've got every app that's going to tell them how, where, how many miles away it is, and so it's just really. And if it's not in stock, and they can go arrive at that location at Target or Walmart, uh-huh. and yell at that clerk and be like, "What? This yeah. says you have it in stock, sir, yeah. sir, ma'am, miss." I've seen miss. some heinous. I will, I will things. not put my mask on my nose. <laughs> heinous things set being said to associates. I pay your way. You know, the, you could just imagine all the things that you know. I mean, shit. It's very lucky that we don't, I don't really, you know, see more of that kind of thing. But. Yeah. I mean, you know, Brett, you work in actual toy retail. Yeah. One of the I mean, yeah. Like the, like in the middle of the belly of the beast. Yeah. In a unicorn shop, Super 7. They yeah. got one in uh, the Mission in San Francisco. They got one in San Diego. Yeah. I mean, aside from all the stuff they do at cons and conventions around the country, I mean, you deal with people walking in the store every day. Yeah. The only time it ever gets any riled up at all is around like a, you know, something like a, turtle you know something one of those kind of things like a you know a fan base that's really fervent over i mean i guess all fan bases are crazy wild right now though i don't know yeah i mean that's that's the one interesting thing about about right now when we have so much downtime with the pandemic is that if you're into something this is the time to explore get your freak on figure it out yeah i mean that's why everybody's making bread everybody's making sourdough exactly people are hoarding toilet paper I don't letting look, your hair grow out whatever. doing different things i yeah. just got a haircut last week and it was amazing even though i still ended up with a mullet and i was trying to avoid that but you know well sometimes the mullet looks good it's kind of an experimental phase right now <laughs> indeed a tons and tons of it so alrighty. so yeah so that's about it. So that's what, you know, we've been chugging along, working and playing and <laughs> pre-ordering. And oh. we're going to get into all this kind of stuff later on in the show about yeah. about the whole pre-order uh, craze right now, which is kind of like a pain in the ass, to be honest. The crazy thing about being into anything, everything is up for pre-order. Everybody, everything can be pre-ordered because they're like, they're banking on your money to be pre-order things. Mm-hmm. Part of the, the factories in China are open. They were closed earlier, but that's where they produce a lot of things. Toys, yeah. American products, American components. And so the world is trying to be open for business again. So it's kind of interesting. So right now, it's like with, in the toy world, pre-order is king. You want something, they're going to announce it now. You might get it next spring. Yeah, And we're going to go really deep into that, considering there's no San Diego convention. There's no toy fair. There's no actual physical people visiting convention centers to exchange toys or buy toys or buy comic books or buy whatever you're into. You guys yeah. stay home. 
it feels like I see a lot of people going to toy shows, like physically, like in LA and things. And you well, know, I've been back east. Yeah, like yeah. you know, there's a G, there was a GI Joe convention back east, huh. and in the south, they're still open. They don't care. So weird. <laughs> it's heck of weird. It's like it's like a whole it's like a whole separate world because I hear that we're going to be opening back up soon. Not like me personally, but San Francisco. <laughs> So that's, you know, I don't want to go to movie theaters and things yet. I'm going to take the rest of the year off from that kind of thing. I don't know, though. Like, the movie theaters open up in Marin, which is north of San Francisco, north of us. We're in Oakland. But I really want to see that new Christopher Nolan Tenet movie in a theater. Yeah. You know, I might go over there to the movie theater wrapped in a big plastic wrap situation with all my hand sanitizer. (laughs) It couldn't be any worse than sitting on a bus or BART. You just sit really still and don't touch anything. I still have not ridden BART. Since this whole thing, you know, wow. Bart is, Bart is our local uh, mass transit system that goes all over the Bay Area. I still haven't ridden it since <laughs> this stuff happened. Yeah, and I spend a lot of time on it. That's my main way back and forth to the city. It's really crazy. So, so far, so good. Knock wood. That's good. Yeah. You know, stay, stay if I had the choice, would I? I don't know. Staying infected. It's, it's the new hot. Uh huh. <laughs> I think that I'm immune to a lot of things. Lick me. <laughs> you know. Do you want a cure? Lick me. Get lucky, get high. Don't know. Totally. Exactly. Let's talk about some figs. And here's Gung Ho, Airborne, Doc, and Snow Job. And every Joe has a two-handed battle grip. Get aboard the Battle Bear. It's G.I. Joe to the rescue. G.I. Joe. Uh, sorry, I was uh, sniffing Gung Ho here from Hasbro. It's really weird how the G.I. Joe figs have that smell. But the Black Series figs don't have that smell. Every once in a great while. It could be a different factory. Who knows? Uh, I mean, knows? I mean, like I said, G.I. Joe is making six six inch action figures after making the 3.5 action figures for a long time. Although back in the day, in the 60s, they made 12 inch action figures. See, they started everything. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, weren't they the first to use the word action figure? Weren't they? I don't know. I don't I'd have to go, I'd have to look at the archives. Uh, let me look here. Let me look punch it into my computer yeah. here. <laughs> oh, it machine. says no. Yeah, exactly. it says it says check back later. There's no. <laughs> but I mean, anyway. the new GI Joe classified series action figures are really the hot because they're just so great. And a lot they're of people beautiful. had a lot of issues with the deco because they weren't. You know, people. The thing with GI Joe is people want really material, material. Sorry, material. Militaristic looking figures that are accurate to the military. Yeah. But I'm sorry. In any kind of terrorist organization, military situation, there was not like a guy with a fucking, you know, like silver head. If only. And a hot chick with glasses. A guy with a parrot on his shoulder. Yeah, whatever. This is, I don't believe, I mean, maybe in the secret history of America. You never know. You you never know. I only wanted to ever enlist in any kind of like armed forces because I thought Baroness was going to be there. Or yeah, fucking oh, you know, there's Destro. people out there like a good friend of what mine who should not Destro? be named who's like, I don't care about this new GI Joe classified until they make a shipwreck with the parrot. Okay, you and bastards. they will too. They'll do it the way they're pumping right. these fucking things out, I child. Know. I mean, we just had uh, Hascon happen. So Hasbro, uh, the biggest toy licensed retailer on the planet i mean they got gi joe they got star wars they got the power rangers they're the one on and on they transformers started, they started holding their own convention uh, a couple years ago and now that we're all at home they do their own they're doing a home convention and but at the same time they're announcing stuff constantly like every every, every day other day yeah it's like how i don't understand how they expect us to keep up with it but we do i guess that's the weirdest thing is that we somehow do yeah, somehow we do. I don't really understand it myself. I mean, I, I mean, 
I mean, actually, I know how I deal with it. But it, at the same time, it's just there's so much product. It's insane. I think that's also like that's how we've become like this network of friends that we have because we let each other know that there's something like I did with you today and like you would do with me all the time, you know. Well, here's the thing. There's there's one of the beauty about My friend meeting, Jared is good for meeting that. Meeting Brett is that I met somebody who I could be like, hey, I found this. Do you need this? And he does the same thing. And plus yeah. he works for Super 7, you know, so on and so forth. Yeah. And it's really funny because I don't have that. And you also live a block away. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like delivery of like figs and, you know, should I stop by like Burger King or yeah, anything else? It's kind of crazy. Not <laughs> not since I was a child. And even then, all my friends lived more than two blocks away. Yeah. But I have a local kid in the neighborhood who literally has all the cool stuff in his garage. <laughs> <laughs> come play. Come play. Come play. Come That's play. funny because I was always the kid that went to all the garages, you know, when I was a kid at the Snake Mountain Ugh. You know, the kid that had Snake Mountain or, yeah, you know. So uh, Good well, times. I know, right? But speaking of, like, Snake Mountain, and uh, you mentioned the HasCon earlier. Yeah. All the different cons. I think that a lot of the, all the toy companies have figured out that we're not going anywhere. We're kind of, like, staying put this, you know, for the rest of this year. So we got shitloads of money. Not a lot. I mean. Well, yeah. I mean, let's be honest. If it's If it's going to the bar or buying... A really cool figure I want. I'm gonna pick the figure every time. Yeah, but it's a weird thing because I, I just talked to a, a buddy at the, my local bar the other day, and he was like, "Oh yeah, I stopped coming to the bar every other day, so I'm saving all this money." I'm like, "What are you spending it on?" He's all like, "Nothing. I'm just waiting for the bar to open up again." <laughs> I don't have that problem. I it's mean, gone in two days. Yeah, exactly. But but honestly, it's just funny that that the yes, the toy companies have figured out. Let's 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 really engage with our fans, and Hasbro has done that. Mm-hmm. They even them uh, they're really good at that. A lot of the toy companies not so much. Um, uh, Super Seven does engage a lot, and since the close down of everything, they've been really more uh, engaging of people. Yeah. And then you know the Japanese companies who make the really cool, rare, awesome versions of all the figures we like and all the properties we like. I just see this random picture that my friend sends to me via like chat, like "Oh my god, did you see this?" I'm like, "Oh, I can't believe they're making the Japanese Spider Man from the 70s." God. And it's funny because I'm sure if I spoke Japanese and read it, I would be stoked too, and they'd have their own thing going on. Then again, in in Japan, they do conventions every every month for whatever it may be. Right. So and have been exactly for the whole world. I right. know they do have toy shows in the rest of the world constantly. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, that's another interesting. Oh yeah. Thing. Where are we? Exactly. Hmm. I don't know. Uh, but let's yeah. Get back. We have all the figs though. It, we do. Well, let's get back to the subject at hand. So let's talk about the Hasbro stay-at-home convention they did called HasCon mm-hmm. and all the reveals that they did. Yeah. And it was getting up at 8 in the morning and waiting for it and then not realizing that all this stuff is like, I don't East, know. East I, Coast time. Three yeah, hours East later. Coast time. And <clears throat> you had all that figured out and you had all that waiting for you. And then all of a sudden, I'm just not realizing that everything had to be pre-ordered that minute. And I just, I, I don't, I just dropped some kind of ball. I got, I got things, but I don't know. It was weird. It was like, and then getting signed out of it, and then the whole, you know, just waiting for the for the crying to start from all the, you know, it's a weird thing. Groups and things, exactly. Because literally, I mean, I've known Brett for a while now, but I remember like texting him at like six in the morning when the new Star Wars figures are coming out for the next, the last movie. Like, dude, I'm hitting the target. He's like, oh, I overslept. I know. <laughs> you know. I know. I missed that one, too. Well, because back in the day, you used to have to go to the target or go to the Toys R Us and yeah. wait in a freaking line at midnight to get the figures and blah, blah, blah. 
but now it's virtual and it's virtually a pain in the ass. I know. I don't care if it's virtual. I still feel it in my ass. So, uh, oh yeah, you feel it in the next month when all the bills come back in too. The only thing that's uh, things that can equate it to or, or relate to is basically bots. Bots were created as an internet tool to be able to snatch up stuff for sales. You know, uh, people who are into sneakers like Nikes and Nike collectors use bots. You know, and you know who else uses bots? ISIS. ISIS uses bots to weaponize <laughs> things on the internet. So we're using weaponized technology to buy toys or buy toys. sneakers. It sucks because stuff gets bought uh, really fast. You know, now uh, Hasbro, this year for the Hascon, they're like, hey, we're doing, what, three days of stuff. Mm-hmm. We're doing presentations online through YouTube. We're going to present new products, who, you know, Power Rangers, Transformers, G.I. Joe, Star Wars. And then the pre-orders will be available at 5 o'clock Eastern time. Yeah. And the the clock, I mean... It always messes me up because I don't wear a watch on my wrist anymore, so it's a pain. Are we going to put them on sale on this day for the people that have the Pulse Premium? Yeah, so Pulse, uh, Pulse is Hasbro's uh, member community where you pay fifty bucks a month, uh, a year, to basically get free shipping and get direct access to their stuff. But the thing is, they've haven't really worked it out right. Right. But this year they did. Yeah. Uh, Wednesday, a bunch of stuff went on on sale. A bunch of. Marvel Legends, uh, Marvel Universe superhero stuff, a bunch of G.I. Joe stuff, and a bunch of Star Wars stuff, and Power Rangers stuff, and Transformers stuff, and there's the stuff for everybody if you like the good stuff, but still, <laughs> it's just a lot of stuff. Yeah. But then that Thursday- A lot of money. On Thursday, it was the general sale for everybody else yep. who didn't wasn't a Pulse member, and so they talk about what they're going to show you, they talk about when it's going to be available, and then they sell it to you later at the end of the day. Yep. And then the sites crash, and that's when you run into all the problems, and that's when you run out, run, find out that that next day, that's when you the things don't ship until twenty twenty one. Yeah, that's another thing. On Wednesday, they were selling pre order. They were selling stuff that was like, oh my gosh, I want this, and that shipped their stock they actually had in stock physically. Yeah. The next day, they offered up the same stuff for the general public, which they didn't have stock for. So they they're going to go back to the factories. Very and much more. followed like a like a operating model from Super Seven on that one. Well, you know, I mean, to be honest... I know they've been talking back and forth. I mean, that's the thing that's been happening, because some things are really difficult to find in the toy world. While you're all out shopping for, you know, your mineral and seltzer water and your organic vegetables at Target and Costco, me and Brett are in the background trying to find these certain things we can't find at those toy stores. That we want one of, or maybe two. Yeah, I'm going to open it, I'm going to pose, and look at it, and be like, oh, this is awesome. And it's really funny, because, like, the Ninja Turtles, made by a company called Nika... Have been the most difficult thing to find in fandom, and ever. Yeah, like like from the beginning of time. Yeah, and it's really funny because they're really collectible. A lot of people love the Ninja Turtles. I'm a yeah. little older than some of the Ninja Turtle fans, and you are too. But at the same time, yeah. they're still awesome figs. They're still great. They're awesome figs. Is a great you know great uh, cartoon, great comic book, whatever. And a so great these, fan base too. Exactly, and these Nika Ninja Turtles figures were the most difficult thing to find in the last six months. Mm-hmm. Like. And it's interesting because the inner workings of the way these companies work, you figure, hey, I want a product at Target or wherever. It gets shipped to the company, yeah. and they get distributed to the distribution centers and goes to the stores, and then clerks put them out. But not all companies work like that. Nika was an example. Exactly. Nika actually has merchandisers. You know what a merchandiser is? All you people who are in fashion know what merchandisers are. We basically – the merchandisers basically put stuff and dress it a certain way so it's it sells more. Right. And so – it was really difficult to find these stupid Ninja Turtles, which we all wanted. And people were complaining about the fact that they can just order them directly for the company, like every other toy company. 
And so I think that Hasbro has filled that niche by, hey, we're doing pre-orders. Super 7, we're doing pre-orders. Yeah. You got a window. You got this amount of time to get your things together, to slap it on that plastic and order it from us right. in a timely manner. And I think Hasbro this year kind of did decent. They did. And they're also, like, even though they say it's going to ship in March of 2021, we all know in toy time that probably means April of 2021, you know? Because they also have to deal with the Razor Crest and that whole nine yards. Oh, let's not get into that. I, not yet. That's not a yet. whole, yeah, please. Don't. I started getting wet when I even, like, talk about it, but <laughs> not quite yet. Um, but some companies, you know, I don't want to think of any, they're you're at a year or, you know, sometimes yeah. more. To for, your, for, for your to your pre-orders, you, you, so you put it on your card. You really waiting. have to realize that sometimes you're paying for the the next wave. It's like, crowdfunding. It's, it's crowdfunding, yeah, and that's I mean, exactly what it is. And, and I think, and to be honest, it has I think to happen. It's a really honest way of doing business. Totally, because as fans, trust me, you're going to get your toy. As fans and as as people who love this weird fandom of whatever you're into, pre-orders and ordering stuff ahead of time. Puts money in the pockets of the people who are producing the stuff you want. Right. And, you know, just know. Just realize. Get used to it. You know, it's, it's how it's going to be. And you're going to love it when it comes. Yeah. It's funny because I also collect records. And during the pandemic, all the bands are, you know, at home or in studios or whatever. They're just, you know, nobody's going to live music anymore. So I'm pre-ordering a lot of music. I'm yeah. pre-ordering cassette tapes. Record labels are putting out specials for their colored vinyl stuff that's coming out you know, later in the year or next year or sooner. So the joy of this is I put my money into supporting artists. I appreciate and love and believe in their work. And then a month or two later, it would arrive my mailbox. Right. And I think that is the purest way to deal with art and deal with fandom of whatever you're a fan of. Yeah. To agreed. Agreed. Yeah. It's not like and a it's that connection. Too. It's not like a company is just producing a bunch of stuff to, to sell people and selling them on this one thing. Right. People are, are, are paying money to buy an, something that they want, and the companies are producing the things that people want. To it's like, you know, we all got so used to like Record Store Day becoming such a, <clears throat> pardon me, cash grab, you know? Oh, it's, it's the but worst. This year, they really had to like, they got proven that people want the stuff, and people are going to, you know, yeah, I show mean, up I, and get the stuff. I have another stuff, life in, so. in dance music as a DJ, and it was like I looked into pressing music for my yeah. old label. And it made me so upset that, like, the record store day premiums from all these big record companies, like, we're pressing the umpteenth copy of, like, you know, uh, you know, like Jeff Beck's guitar record in purple. Right. And so it's tying up all the record plants. And it really drove me nuts. I'm like, I can't believe there's people out there who are waiting. For this colored piss pressing of Jeff Beck's whatever this is. Totally. Or this umpteenth Pink Floyd repressing. Yeah. Or fish. Totally. Like, I'm sorry, people steal their people, music. I they don't buy the like vinyl. Fist they just fight get over the Dave Matthews band. I'm like, isn't that like the opposite of what this guy stands for? Oh, but, yeah, exactly. It's but just I mean, like, it happens. It's, just like, it's like the companies in the, the same in, thing with the toy world. Overproducing you know? people things don't want. Or I, yeah. yeah. Um, and I don't think we have that problem in the fig world when it comes to things like, you know, so. Not anymore. Not anymore. I mean, yeah. well, not to a point, I guess, to an yeah. extent. I still don't understand Power Rangers because I was into the Japanese stuff before Power Rangers. And I think Power Rangers is just a whole other level of a fandom, which I, I maybe I'm just too old for. I'm, I, yeah, the same. I, I like they're pretty, they're great. 
I do want the villain, you know, the Rita Repulsa. She's a great fig. You know, and but also, I, but I like figs though. You know, I don't. Well, here's the funny thing is, I it's had not this, my thing though. I had a, a moment of like of uh, self uh, self chastising when I was like, oh my gosh, like I saw this one Power Rangers fig that I thought was awesome. It was like the Pink Ranger became evil and she became like an assassin. I love and it. She had a, a crazy black cape and like a killer bow and arrow, and I'm like, that looks dope. <laughs> She's the one they're always talking about too. Thank you for getting her right, and thank you for you know. The Pink I, Ranger. I don't even know. I and mean, they have like some scandal too with another one of the like one of the oh, Black Ranger. Oh my gosh! One. People getting stabbed, people getting banged. Uh-huh. It's all a Sex. mighty morphin situation. <laughs> mighty meth. <laughs> <laughs> but let's get back to Has, Has, Hasbro uh, Hasbro's little con thing. Yeah. So let's talk about you know how did you follow all three days online? Or? I kind of tried. I was at work one of the days, so I I kind of like the first day was uh, Star Wars. So yeah. That was it. Was all good. Um, and the next two, I kind of like tuned in and out. Yeah, and just kind of like saw like morbid curiosity. Saw what was selling out and saw what was you know still available. I don't. I don't think I got anything from the second or third days. Yeah, I was just the first day. But did you watch any of the like live streams of anything? Yeah, I watched the um, leading up to the ha- the Razor Crest again reveal. Yeah. I tried to watch all that kind of stuff. Well, I think um, I was I was literally driving that work truck around trying to get mileage for the smog, <laughs> and you were telling me about this thing. So I was trying to get miles in this old car, Amoga. and I'm like, oh, like looking at my phone on like YouTube, going like, oh, I can't watch this. I'm driving right now. That's usually how it is when I'm on the trains. And somebody's like, look at this, it's on sale right now, and I'm like, oh, there's no service. Ah. But it's just so yeah. funny. But yeah, so the things my takeaways from HasbroCon is. Uh, you know, Star Wars and Marvel Legends, they had a lot of great stuff. No, a they, lot had, of they killed stuff. it. Hasbro's killing it. I noticed that. So let's talk about specifically the Star Wars stuff you liked that was presented at Hasbro. Oh, Heroes of Endor, for sure. I'm not really getting too far into, like, TVC, as far as, like, the figs and collecting those kind of things. TVC is the, the vintage collection. The vintage, so the vintage collection. collection is the three, the traditional 3.5-inch action figures that, you know, Kenner used to make, which are the standard for Star Wars figures, but the TVC are super posable. They have mm-hmm. elbows and joints and yeah. grip, and they can bend over a little. A little um, yeah, a f- kind of flimsy, kind of like yeah. They're good though. They're good. They're I good. Mean, yeah. Uh, but they're but so yeah. So the heroes of Endor. I got the Wampa, you know that kind of thing, just for nostalgia. Yeah. Um, but I was expecting those things though, so it was just waiting, pretty much just waiting for them. Yeah, so the the Heroes of Endor is a uh, a multi pack which basically comes with Han Solo, Princess Leia, Luke Skywalker, and an Ewok, and a from, speeder bike, and a speeder bike from the end of Return of the Jedi where they have the big fight on Endor. So Matching the cool ponchos. thing about yeah, the cool thing about these figures is Leia and Luke have matching ponchos. <laughs> uh, Han has his uh, his duster, yeah, his you know long trench coat. The belts, the, the hats. And the Ewok comes on a freaking speeder bike. Totally. Which is kind of awesome. And, and they come in a really cool box set. I and, loved Luke and Leia Endor, too. They were just like two of my favorite figs as a kid. Yeah, you know, they're, they're great figures because, you know, it was like they're in ponchos. You know, <laughs> but like, In ponchos. Their hats came off. Their hats came off. They yeah. had helmets or whatever. We actually uh-huh. got to see something else besides those weird. I, uh, she, I think she had a, uh, a holster. You could put her gun in, our, in her holster. So they were like advancing. Yeah. And in I think 83. It's, it's a really cool box set. And it's it's about 100 bucks. And it it was complete. And we saw glimpses of this on the, on the websites. And you can actually order this right now on eBay. Because the thing about eBay and the global toy market is 
the factories that produce the stuff, people leak the stuff, and you yeah. can buy them in Hong Kong. Yeah. You can buy the stuff before it comes out in America or in Europe or wherever. Totally. Because people who work at the factories or they got a hookup, they're like, hey, I got a case of 26. They're, you know, retailing for 80. I'm selling them for double that. Right. And you can get them early. Yeah. It happens all the time. There's a couple of YouTube people that I watch that I'm like, where did you get this stuff? They're like, uh. They just announced it. But there's also that has like the Hasbro Pulse box people are getting too. If anybody's listening, I'd love to get a big box. Yeah, full of to- full of figs. So Hasbro, when it when it goes ahead and you know has influencers, they go ahead and send out boxes. Yeah. of the early stuff. But anyways, let's wrap up. Get uh, me on that list. Yeah, right. Good list to be on. But let's wrap up Hascon. So basically, they presented a lot of good Star Wars stuff. They presented a lot of good figures from. Um, you know, the previous, uh, the early movies and then the newer movies, like the biggest announcement was the Jar Jar Binks action. Figure. Oh, yeah, that's going to be great. The Jar Jar Binks action figure from episode one. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've, um, you know, not a, not a total fan. And well, it's a great fig, though. It is a great fig, you know, for Jar Jar Binks, you know, and it, it's I feel bad because uh, my my beloved, I she is not a total big Star Wars fan. She's a bigger Harry Potter fan, but like I'm like, hey, well, you know what? I'll, you watch the you watch Star Wars. I'll watch the Harry Potter. We'll work it out in the middle. <laughs> but I didn't let her watch episode one. I'm like, you know, you don't need to watch it. Feel bad about that. Like I did yeah. the deed. But well, I, you kind of like you. I mean, you can never go back now and fill in, <laughs> and fill in those. You know, she's like, what the fuck is this? What? Yeah, but the Jar Jar <laughs> figure looks, that on the Jar Jar figure looks really good. They did that. They also announced uh, Return of the Jedi Boba Fett figure. Oh yeah, which is that nice. Looks good. Uh, he looks good. The, you know, Boba Fett with the Return of the Jedi. Everybody, everybody loves the Boba Fett. Everybody mm-hmm. loves the Mandalorian. And that was a great fig they announced. They also announced um, the biggest thing, which I think that uh, we we're talking about crowdfunding or pre-ordering figures from toy companies. So the biggest thing that Hasbro's been doing is Hasbro Labs. Hasbro Labs is what they call an experimental crowd sourcing toy production wing of the big company called Hasbro. And they produce um, certain toys or certain play sets, which you couldn't imagine buying at retail. Retailers would lose money. Everybody lose money. But they raise up enough crowdfunding money and they get them produced. And I mean, Brett, you're the you're the you're the test case. I mean, yeah. come on, you got the number one. You got, got the, the barge. Jabba's. I backed the barge, bitch. So the Jabba's Jabba the Hut from Return of the Jedi had this big ass boat called the Sail Barge, uh-huh. and Hasbro produced it in the three inch scale. I mean, how big is that thing? I, I two and a half, four feet long. Four feet long, almost four feet. Like yeah, two feet two high. Two feet high. It's in it's in your kitchen a next to everything long. else. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's yeah, so it's beautiful. It's the, it's the piece that everybody's been wanting since '83, and with detail, with nothing but detail. The event, the Hasbro, the Haslabs Vintage Collection, uh, is that's what it's that's what it's known for. The detail, the the deco, yeah. The so deco. it's beautiful. The Millennium Falcon, the yeah. recent one. That wasn't a Haslabs project. It was a vintage collection Vin- project. Yeah. But the point being is that. They produce detailed pieces. So Haslabs produced uh, the Jabba's uh, sail barge, mm-hmm. okay? And then after that, they tried to do a failed cookie monster. Right. They wanted to produce, like, a real-life cookie monster? Too bad, though. I would love to have had I guess it, it was a deco, like, a replica, a replica of the puppet? Yeah. Like, but it was like, he had, like, a wire skeleton so you could pose him. He was, like, you know, he was, like, as tall as a kid. 
you know, who doesn't want a fucking cookie monster fig? Right. Know? I mean, so, Life-size, but it but failed. It didn't get it funded. It failed, no. Nobody wanted it. <laughs> Nobody wanted it. I think they were just kind of like, I think they were just like, well, let's see if it, if we can do this. Yeah. I'd have loved to have so had So they one. did that, and then after that, I guess it was a, the, the Marvel Legends X-Men Sentinel? Oh, it wasn't. It was the big, it was the uh, Transformer, the big. Oh, Yes, I'm sorry. Yes. What's so his name? The other thing they did is Hasbro Labs tried to crowdfund a gigantic Transformers action figure, which they actually got the funding for. Yeah. So um, it's Unicron, the Unicron, gigantic planet. Yeah, so yeah. 1980s, the Transformers film, great movie, animated, a lot of rock music, blah, 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 Orson blah, blah. Wells, Orson think, Welles yeah. was the voice, the famous movie director. Unicron Orson eats Wells planets. Was a <laughs> planet-eating robot monster named unicron that orson yeah. wells voiced and it was huge it was really really big like really really big i have a, an earlier version of it which is about the size of a beach ball hmm. so has labs like hey we're making one that's going to be the size of like eight beach balls it's huge it's really really big look it up has labs unicron transformers project and it is gigantic. Shouldn't that have shipped by now? Or isn't that no, like No, no. We... I think it's going to ship next summer or something. Wow. But the crazy thing about it is it's, it's so huge. So the thing about HasLabs is they send you updates. If you crowdfunded it, they will send you updates. Like they sent you they sent you a book about the book, Java, Java skiff. Monthly things, yeah. So the last update I heard from HasLabs about Unicron was, hey, we had our engineer build out the final prototype, and it takes him 45 minutes to transform it from the planet to the robot. Think about that for a second, because Dang. once it gets transformed, it's the size of a two-year-old. Right. It's huge. It's huge. It's ridiculously huge. And he's like, yeah, so I, I did it, and it takes half an hour to make into the other toy. Oh, my gosh. It's the perfect pandemic toy. Totally. Let's burn some time. <laughs> it's a perfect me and my toy. Yeah, exactly. I'll be down here with my with my Unicron. Exactly, and and you know, so but it got crowds got crowdfunded. It, it yeah, they're, they're making it. They're making it. You know, and and then like I think uh, everything they've done except for Cookie Monster has yeah, been yeah. Well, Cookie successful. Monster, and then you know, um, uh, to segue, baby. the last thing they put up during Hascon that happened uh, last weekend is they decided to make a vintage scale. Uh, full build of the mandalorian spaceship so the mandalorian is that guy you want to watch on disney plus mm-hmm. he's like a boba fett but he's like a boba fett light he's newer i mean the mandalorian i mean on. the new face of star wars the new face of star wars much. You're gonna save everybody from everything yeah. everybody likes it old and new yeah when that comes back there'll be no more bad things in the world just yeah, like last time exactly you know and so Haslabs decided to create the mandalorian spaceship the Razorcrest, and put it up for crowdfunding. For this time, what three forty nine? This time instead of the barge was I think was like almost five. I think the shipping and things is a little bit. Over so five. the specs on this thing is like uh, thirty inches long yeah. and about a foot high. It has detail. It's going to be huge. It's going to be huge. There's cockpits for the Mandalorian to sit in. There's uh, the carbon freezing chamber so he can freeze the bad guys. With hooks. With hooks. And then there's like the uh, the gallery of guns. Mm-hmm. There's a place where he can sleep. There's A, a bathroom. Place- yeah, there's a bathroom. A Star Wars bathroom. <laughs> yes, please. Yeah, it's ridiculous. And, Give and, me. And then, um, you know, they also add incentives. Like, let's say they needed 8,000 people to back... This one product. Cool. If we get a thousand people to back it, we'll put in a skate pod. Yeah. 
now the new thing is ten thousand people. Ten thousand for the child. Yeah. So the carded child. So if if you get ten thousand people to back this toy, they will give you a carded, beautiful, baby Yoda the child. Yeah. I mean, and at the at the three. Which now we know it's coming out. Exactly. Now that it's coming out at a three point five inch scale. Now just think of this for a second. So the average action figure is six inches to three inches. So imagine how big Baby Yoda is in the arms of the three-inch Mandalorian. It's the size of what a jelly bean. Yeah, practically. Yeah. So they'll make it a little bit bigger to be like you know dramatic. It comes in the pram. It looked better than the other thing. Than the current baby. Yeah, yeah. it looked better than the six-inch uh, the six-inch uh, Black Series baby. Yeah. Yeah, so I guess the Bram. That's Bram is that jelly bean it travels in. And, you know. <laughs> but that's his. But that was just like a rendering. Yeah, the one you saw with the baby. Yeah. So so basically, at ten thousand backers at three fifty a pop, you're gonna get that figure, right. and it's gonna go over ten thousand. I think so. If we're at eight already, and what else could they? Forty offer? days left. That's so far. That's all I know. I know people are clamoring to get carbonite blocks of people that you see have seen in the show. Oh yeah, you've already got um, you've already got a Kyra. You've already got uh, gosh, do you have an IG eleven? Yeah, TV you got an IG eleven, but you don't have you I don't, don't have um, his you, uh, you his bounty his bounty dude uh, played by uh, Carl Weathers. No, you don't have, but uh, you will though. You're getting him in six inch. I mean, if you know anything about Star Wars, they're gonna make everybody, mm-hmm. everybody in the back, everybody in the front's gonna get a figure. Oh yeah, they're gonna milk this for the rest. Your kids are gonna have black series. Your kids are gonna have my black series things. <laughs> so it's it's funny because um you know they're gonna go ahead and fund this. It already hit eight thousand. It's gonna definitely hit ten thousand, and the cl- all orders are due like uh with first week of November. November ninth. That's that's a whole entire yeah. month. Well, that's when they charge you. That's when they charge. You. Yeah. So which is gonna happen on the seventh. Yeah. It always, the last time it was two days early. Yeah. Mine, the barge bounced, actually. My payment for the barge bounced. Yeah. It was weird. And I was like, what happened? Declined. Had to call them and beg them. And it was so scary. The entire, <laughs> it was so scary. It may not show up. Then we'll have to do an episode on the nerves of ordering something like that and oh. waiting for it to show up. And Well, you know what? I can, tracking I, I can talk to you about that right now. Shot, the mics. Well, All the things. Yeah, so the microphones I ordered, I, I, I you know, did my uh, did my homework, aka looking at the internet, to figure out the best microphones to use for our podcast. And Amazon's like, they're coming. Week later, they're on their way. And then they're like, hey, we don't know where they are. <laughs> Dang. Yeah, but it, either way, the point is, is I mean, if the they're pan- not here by Saturday, we'll give you a refund. Check yeah. back. The pandemic definitely makes everything move slow. Yeah. Be it government, be it toys, be it whatever. Everything. 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 And a lot of people realize that, and they're using that. Yeah, you know. Not everybody. Well, there's some toy companies out here that are doing that to the advantage, and I will not name names. Mm -hmm. But there's this one toy company out of Salt Lake City, which is shady as F. Well. I ordered ordered things from them back in July, and I still haven't gotten them. Got a lot of emails are like, hey. It's on the way. Sorry, COVID. I'm like, well, oh, you know God. what? Big Bad and all the other places can ship them on time. Yeah. But anyways, that's Do you thing. have COVID? No. Okay, then. Okay, then. <laughs> well, ship that shit, motherfucker. Then ship that shit. <laughs> but no, it, it, so to Do have a company... COVID? <laughs> so to have a company like Hasbro actually trying to deliver things on time, I mean, it makes me feel like they've been stacking all these things in a warehouse and they're just presenting to us now. Yeah, Totally. I mean, they had to have been, or just like had so so much stuff completed and done. And I can say that because I know that people do it. Yeah, you know? it's 
it, it's funny because so Hasbro had this stay at home Hasbro convention, mm-hmm. and then Hascon, Hascon, and then and um, uh, we did one the stay at home con. Sorry, I got them mixed up, but yeah, yeah, stay Super Seven, the stay at home con in lieu of uh, San Diego Comic Con. Right. So like we were talking about mm-hmm. New York Comic Con, San Diego Comic Con, Chicago Comic Con, Wizard World, all these conventions Nothing. are where the comic book companies and the toy companies present their new products. For the fall or summer season or whatever. Yep. And we haven't had that now because of COVID. So let's go into what Super 7's been doing. Because I really like what they've been doing. Yeah, they've really been on top of the game. And I think that they're really, really... Uh, I am I still call them they. But it, but it is. They are really uh, kind of like that horse in the, you know, that's coming up. That's, you know, you didn't expect to win the race. But I think they're actually going to gonna do it. Yeah. Uh, so really impressive things. Um, controlling the scalping, controlling the, you know, a number of uh, resell, the, the amount of resell. That's one thing that's really hard with toys is that, you know, you'll I'm go, really proud of them. You'll go find something at a Walgreens or a Walmart or a Target, and then hey, you know what? Somebody showed up and bought all of them and threw them on eBay and charged yeah. three times what they're worth. That's the one good thing about Super Seven about having that little boutique, you know, the showroom. Is that you could only get that stuff there. So if you, you know, if you do miss out a pre-order on something like a Thundercat or a Ninja Turtle or, or whatever the it may be, I saw today. By the time this comes out, it'll already be out. But I saw the Andre the Giant Ultimate today. It's yeah, so let's talk, about, let's talk about Super Seven for a minute and all their awesome licenses. Um, I, I work for Super Seven. Yeah, Brett works for Super Seven, and they're. I remember when they were a magazine mm-hmm. and that was uh showing off art and uh collectible vinyl figures and japanese toys and i remember the store that used to be in the mission uh called howling bull where uh an old caddy super super seven devon used to work there and then they became you know uh the people who started super seven uh brian big fan of japanese toys japanese animation uh heart, american hardcore music music in general punk rock music and basically, all that love for all these things became what they are now, which yeah. is like a company that makes the toys that we always wanted. Right. Totally. And yeah. just like going deep for like deep nerd cuts and, you know, yeah. the unexpected, you know, things. And I mean, I didn't expect I love them. them. I love it, too, because I didn't expect that I would have Red Dawn action figures. Or, okay? or you know, Chet from Weird Science yeah. or... You know, or, or all the other figures they 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 made. Um, you know, they made a lot of really Marcy. Cool, yeah, <laughs> I mean, they made a lot of really cool figures. They Love still them. are making a lot of cool figures, and they started an Ultimates line, which is a six-inch version of like the most ultimate version of that figure you could want. Mm-hmm. So they did Ultimates Ninja Turtles, uh, yeah. based on the old '80s '90s Ninja Turtles figures, and then they did Ultimates Thundercats. They did yeah. Ultimates Masters of the Universe. Yeah, and that now, was the first thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they picked up the license from Mattel uh, and started doing amazing Masters of the Universe figures. And I love He-Man. I was, uh, you know, beaten up and uh, verbally abused as a child in the second grade because the one summer I showed up with a He-Man action figure and they're like, <laughs> what the hell is that? I'm like, it's a He-Man figure. I got it at Savon's. They're all, like, that's Prince Adam. Yeah, and, and I'm like, you don't know who it is. And then, like, you know, by the time, you know, fall came and, you know, Everything was over. I I was on top of the game. <laughs> yeah. So you were the only one that had it because they sold out and they never restocked He Man or Skeletor. Yeah. It, it's just <laughs> kind of funny. Um, I had this conversation just today about somebody about like, you know, being a nerdy Latino kid in church. Yeah. Where you're like, I'm at church trying to learn about this God, and uh, 
but I'm in the Pac-Man and I'm in the Game and Watch and I'm in the comic books and all the like tough gangster kids <laughs> that I grew up with are like, "What's up, schoolboy? Which you, you like that Pac-Man?" I'm like, yeah, "Actually, I do, sir. I like Pac-Man because <laughs> it teaches me puzzle skills." <laughs> and they're all either dead or in jail or got totally, kids or, yeah, you know, whatever. So I'm not saying it I'm comes loaded. back to them every once in a great while, though. It, I shouldn't might, have said that. It might, you know, when they're dying of cancer. Well, it's funny because somebody's all like, you know, uh, like I have a friend. I was like, "Yo, you know, did you did you read that thing I recommended to you?" He was like, "Oh, I I put a bookmark on you know his web browser. <laughs> I did a bookmark." Well, you better read that book. You're going to be a mark who didn't read that book. So. Okay. <laughs> What's up? What's up? Totally. True that. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. Exactly. The point being is that Super 7 makes some toys that we all wish we had. Yeah. And their ultimates coming up are pretty awesome. They're making a, uh, they're making an Andre the Giant Ultimates figure. It's going to be a six-inch six inch figure. Of- Seven. Well, this sounds more like eight because yeah. he's, he's huge. He weighed 520 pounds. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. And oh, anyway, multiple heads, hands, slap beer hands, beer cans, yeah. a, a change of clothes. Uh, Ultra the Giant, the greatest, it's be the the greatest human awesome thing. rustler ever that ever existed. Yep. It's an amazing, you know, wonder of the world. So they're making that. They're also making an awesome King Diamond figure, which mm-hmm. I'm really excited about. Yeah. Good old King Diamond, you know, it's just one of my favorite metal guys. And, you know, they're making great figures. And... Their whole entire catalog has been really awesome with all the stuff they've made. But, I mean, they've dealt with the supply chain as well. Yeah. The stuff that, you know, you pre-ordered back in September or back in June or whatever, back whenever they had pre-orders, are finally starting to ship. Yeah. And the beauty is that they realize the demand, and so they'll just change their pre-orders. Or, they've or dealt with the pressure pre-order. a lot, really well, too. They've dealt with, you know, the complaints and, the, you know, the... You know, rightfully so, where's my stuff kind of thing. But they've handled it, you know, honestly, because they are nothing but nerds. And they are nothing but just like us. Yeah. So it's really, really easy to do something you love. Yeah, it is. I mean, to be honest, what's it like having a job at a toy company? It's it's uh, something you have to keep on reminding yourself every day that you do. Because when you see something like that you're really into, you know, when you yeah. see something that you're like, oh, I never knew that somebody would try to make that. You know, yeah. Uh, so it's it's weird. Two years into the game, I'm still like pinching myself. So we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. So so companies like Super Seven and Hasbro, and a couple other you know people have uh, company people or people's that are companies or companies that are people. I've, huh. I've done stay at home events uh, to like fulfill that need for people who are at home that have money to spend on toys or yeah. want things. I mean. Uh, DC did the DC Dome thing uh, like a month ago where they did like, hey, you're into DC comics and DC superheroes and DC movies. We're going to do a whole Dome weekend. We're like, we're going to present new stuff. Uh, You know, we're going to present new cuts of our old movies or new cartoons or new books or new action figures or whatever it may be. I mean, there's this is the best time to be alive as a collector of anything. Mm hmm. Period. Oh yeah, we're the golden age of toys all over again. Absolutely, it's well, exactly like. Being so wait a second. What, what do you think was the original golden age of toys? Well, I want to say like seventy four to eighty six. Okay, so you consider that the golden age? Well, I mean, what's I mean what, coming what, up for me? So out of when, those when years, there were toys everywhere. Right, you could walk in. I mean, I always see those, and I lived through this where I could walk into any Toys R Us or toy store. And see everything that I would want now on a wall. Exactly. Right? Multiples of it, too. There was not fighting, and there was not... Well, there was for Star Wars, but not (laughs) clamoring and not... Like, you had no technology. You had to go hunt. Well, 
We used to call everybody. We call Macy's, call Mervyn's, call everybody. Do you have this? Do you have the speeder bike? You know, that kind of thing. So that's what, but I, but that's when I came up, you know? So, yeah, I mean, to be honest, I, uh, I, I think we talked about the shared memories that I remember what, 79, 78 getting Star Wars stuff for Christmas. Yeah. For example. Yeah. And I remember that my mom, she still tells a story. She's like, oh, you know, Sammy, you were a good kid. You were always not so, you know, we're not so greedy. And like, you know, we'd go to the store and you'd want another Chewbacca or something. And, and I'd say, not, not right now. Not right now, mijo. Maybe, maybe <laughs> next time. Yeah. And I wouldn't cry. I'm like, okay, mommy, next time. But you know what? That next time is over, and yeah. I'm in control, and I'm buying all the uh-huh. Chewbacca's, baby. And I can have all the Chewbacca's. <laughs> yeah. If I want two, I want, I'm going to get two. Yeah. With so. goggles and without. But no, honestly. Please don't ask for anything, Brent. Please don't ask for anything. <laughs> they were $2.99. Oh, my gosh. $2.99. You know, $2.87. Yeah. At best products, or or I think Toys R Us was $1.87 for Star Wars figures. Crazy. Yeah, and 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 there's, also, and there's also the aspect of you ever trade stuff to people in the neighborhood, trade no. figures, trade toys. Nah. So I, I think I uh, I don't know if I told you the story when I was a kid. Other things, yes. <laughs> <laughs> you dirty rat. You dirty rat. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, when I was a kid, I remember I never had the Millennium Falcon. Yeah. Uh, Brett just got the Millennium Falcon. Yeah. Yeah. Target just put out an amazing Millennium Falcon. I had the Millennium Falcon when I was a kid, but it came without stickers. I got it for Christmas, and it was sold out, and I had to wait until, like, Valentine's Day of the next year to, for it to be restocked at JCPenney's. Ugh, the JCPenney's catalog. No, the Sears like, catalog. Oh. And I just didn't even play with it. I was like, I don't want to talk to I don't want to look at it if it's not, if it's incomplete. Oh, my gosh. Well, you sound like the kid I traded $10 for this <laughs> Millennium Falcon. I would have done that. I was that kid. Oh, my gosh. Oh, so- that was you? Yeah. <laughs> I lived. I grew up in L.A. and this, there was this kid who was like, <laughs> I knew in school and elementary school was like, yeah, I got a Millennium Falcon. I don't want it. I want to get rid of it. I'm like, well, I'll give you ten dollars for it. He's like, okay, come over after school and and you can get this toy. I'm like, okay, <laughs> where did cool. you get ten dollars from? Well, so you know, this is 1980. What 1980? I don't know. Early 80s. Oh, early drugs. 80s. Was, no, shut up. I was like, I was seven, three, seven. I don't know. I was been ten years old. <laughs> so ten years old. Oh, prostitution. So, so I asked my grandmother. My grandmother, my grandmother, I grew, my grandmother lived with me. Okay, she grew up with with me. She moved to this country to be with me and help raise me. My I parents love it. I was working. Mercedes, precious soul. So I told my grandma, Grandma, do you have ten dollars? Ten dollars and you know eighty whatever, seventy whatever. That's a lot of freaking. That's like that's like forty bucks now. Oh yeah. <laughs> so I'm all Mercedes. Do you have ten dollars? What do you want ten dollars for? I'm like, this oh, kid down the street has the Millennium Falcon. She's like. Okay, what what the hell are you talking about? I'm like, it's a toy I want. She's like, well, I'll go with you. She's all seeing some big bird on your arm. <laughs> She's like, you know, <laughs> she didn't know what I was talking about, but she knew that I was into toys and Star Wars and stuff. And and so she literally walked me four blocks from our house with $10. And we went to this kid's house, and she made sure that I got a good deal. She made sure that I wasn't. Giving some random person $10 off the street. <laughs> or some, you know, shady shit was going For on. For an imaginary toy. Something. And and the kid took the $10 and I got the Millennium Falcon. Now, didn't have the top. I was going to say, was what miss- was it missing? We're missing all the parts. But you know what? I had it. 
Yeah. I got the freaking Millennium you can Falcon. still fly it around. And I got home, and everybody was like, you know what? They stole everything off the top, so we're still going to be in this ship and go places. <laughs> but bless my grandmother's. Yeah. Oh, man. That's what and, she... And that is, mine was the one that bought me all my stuff. Yeah. Her and my mom, yeah. Yeah, well, it was interesting because, you know, I get I would get stuff for Christmas, and I would occasionally get money here and there, and I'd get some stuff. Yeah. I still ended up with a lot of stuff. Yeah, it was pretty much from 70, like, 8 on. That's all you got me. Still now. Look, <laughs> look around. Yeah, exactly. But anyways, the point being is to actually have the stuff that we wanted when we were kids that didn't exist and the stuff we got yeah. or barely got when we were kids to be available now and the best version of that toy is just... Totally. Made by somebody. Not to like not to like push Super 7, but made by somebody like Super 7. Who knew it. Who knew it. Who, knew who wants object, it. Who, who knows what we want and who's going to produce exactly what we want. So... Yes to more stay-at-home cons. Um, I say it's a it's a positive thing because we can't be there. We can't go out and do these things. So yeah. let's, you know, push all we can to do as much as we can at home. And also support the companies that are doing it if you want it. Uh-huh. If you like something, it's a capitalist way. You like something, you give me money. You don't and like something, you don't give money. And if you can, you know, pop down to a, some place that has a store like Super 7, then do it. Yeah. You know? And show some love. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and, and the same could be said for, like, the independent sellers of toys in general. I mean, there are very few, and I'm not talking about the Walgreens and the Targets of the world. I'm talking about, like, your local comic book shop, your local toy shop, collectible shop, or card shop. If yeah. they exist, they definitely need your support. They do, them. and if you, you know, you'd be surprised what they can get for you if you ask them to. Exactly. So, exactly. yeah, that's why we have our interlocking, you know, friends, Yeah. our web. Yeah, our network of friends. Yep, network. That's exactly what the word I was looking for. We'll be right back after this. It's the Battle of the Mini Monsters, introducing Frankenstein, Venom of the Opera, Dracula, and Creature from the Black Lagoon. The monsters with glow-in-the-dark features. Frankenstein is in a foul temper. Dracula flies in, fangs bared. Creature surfaces, dripping with rage. Phantom shows his fiendish face. I can't look. Is he ugly? The monster battle rages on. It's a howl. Each sold separately. So... At the end of the day, it's really interesting that all these stay-at-home situations are happening because toy hunting in general has been a thing where you're physically there looking for things. So the beauty about this is the ability to pre-order stuff like we were talking about earlier. And it's become easy sometimes and challenging sometimes. Yeah. It's kind of like the thing that you have to get used to that, you know, these toys, these figures, these play sets would have been what you were waiting in line for at five in the morning and complaining about in San Diego or New York or whatever. So, uh, you know, kind of like if you couldn't have had them then, you don't get them now. So it's kind of a good thing to see things sell out as well, you know, to come to the end of the runs of things to see, you know, I don't want to ever see anybody clamoring for a fig and paying like, you know, scalper prices for a fig because I've recently paid scalper prices for a fig. I got scalped. You know, I think that's, that's awful too. That phrase "scalper." Yeah, you know, and it's. I'm and surprised it, that's gotten as far as it has. Uh, that could be its own show too. Yeah, exactly. Scalper. The, the words we use. Um, you know, I I agree with you because that's one thing that I never was really active in going to a comic book convention or a toy show where I had to wait in line to get a toy. Yeah. Because I was I stopped going to those things when that was happening. Yeah. I, I never. I always had friends who were you know, going to toy shows or comic conventions and they waited in line for things. I'm like, Hey, 
you know what? I want this. I want this action figure. I want this thing. So I'd be like, yo, I'll, I'll buy it off you if you wait in line. And I had a good friend who I, I haven't talked to in a while who got me like a Lemmy from Motorhead action figure in like 2000 and something, 2005, mm. that was made by some company I don't even know, but it's a great action figure. Yeah. And he waited in line for that and another figure. And I was like, oh my God, I'm so stoked. Thank you. And I just paid him retail. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. He was already going to be there and he was stoked to do me a favor. But now it's like an industry. Completely. I've looked at it a couple of times too. There's like people Boba who just, Fett. Oh, there's people who just make their, you know, their living off of like, yo, I'm going to go stand in lines. Or I got people to pay to stand in lines mm-hmm. or to get toys. Again, going back to like things like record store day, this is the people that pay homeless people to stand in line or sit in a, you know, save the space for them. So yeah, there is, it's, you know, with, with everything along comes the, you know, the drudge of humanity that's gonna try to run it and try to take it out of your you know your pleasure zone but yeah you know, let's come just, back that's just i mean that's just capitalism that's, yeah you know, that's just people, what it is people can make money i don't understand i mean because i'm not that person i don't understand what what the person who you know you made 40 dollars off of a 1999 dollar toy and I mean, I don't know what you're doing with the rest of that money. Yeah. Oh, why you have to like? Why you feel the need to put them all in your trunk and take a picture of them and, and be like, I got you know, this shit. Look what I got. Yeah. It's like yeah. I don't know. It's I weird. don't know. Yeah. Free the toys. Just give me my gung ho. It's where the <laughs> toys are. This is this is where they are. Yeah. For sure. But no, I definitely think that it's something that you know, for the time being, it's how we're gonna have to do it. And I think that you know, as we've touched on before. They know what they've got going. They know what the pre-order, you know, that's become a common household household talk, pre-order. Yeah, if you're ever a serious collector where you're like, you know what, I'm into this, I'm into that. The company you're into knows that you want this item, so they'll pre-order it yeah. or they'll drop it. Yeah. You know, like there's, you know, a thing like there's drops. It's an internet term of like, hey, you know. I'm really into this kind of sneaker or this kind of jacket or whatever. So we're going to do a drop at 8 a.m. And <laughs> yeah, good luck. I love it. There's no stores to go to anymore. People have always said out al- my albums dropping in April, though, or, you know, that, that kind of thing. Oh, my single drops. And yeah, I mean, what does that mean <laughs> for music? That's a whole different connotation. I got I got some good friends that work in the music industry, like the real like big time music industry. And like, <laughs> the drop is like, oh my gosh, I need like, you know, four whiskey sours to deal with this drop because this artist is a pain in the ass. Totally. But, but with Celine Dion? Wow. <laughs> oh, poor Celine Dion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but no offense, Celine. But honestly, um, Lady C. It's gotten easier to collect things. Yeah. It really has. And, and, and a bit more fun too. In some cases. Yeah. I love it. I think it's an, an all time high right now. I think that. You know, I've found myself actually playing with my figs a lot. I think that uh, without even like posting a pick or taking a pick, I've gone from every day. Well, let's 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 to every let's, three let's or four days. Brett so Brett's Brett's uh, Instagram. That's how I met him. Is where the toys are on Instagram, and yeah, he tells a story. It's, it's what this whole thing is based on. It's downtime for these toys doing things. Yeah, it's rather than recreation recreations. You're gonna see. Exactly downtime. Narratives. Um, the, if if the figs were you know in a version of Friends, <laughs> you know that kind of thing. I've heard what, of Friends. What I'm going for, <laughs> you know, definitely. Yeah. Old school Hollywood, old school uh, traditional 
practical effects. Yeah, practical, practical effects are actually coming back. Actually, I've, I've actually noticed that a lot in, in the IG uh, fig world, people are not relying as much on f- things like Photoshop and uh, different. Uh, I've heard, talked to a lot of people at the store actually on the phone that have called talking about uh, different you toy know, photography. Toy photography. People reach out a lot. Actually, it's really weird because I'm not a toy photographer. You know, what I mean, I take pictures of toys, but. I don't know. It's one of those weird things that you can't explain, but they, they ask a lot and it's, it's just, um, you know, be there with them and see what they want to see is what I can say about that, them. That's a great way to put about it. About the I mean, figs, you know, and, yeah. uh, you know, I kind of forgot what I was saying. <laughs> it's, about it's, toys, buddy. it's 3 a.m. <laughs> it's 3 a.m. in my basement. No, it's not. It's about 1030. Well, it's 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 late in the East Coast. Again, when you when by the time this airs, you'll not even care what day or what time it is. Absolutely, you'll only care on its fabulosity. <laughs> but no, getting yeah, uh, toy photography. Uh, that's it. That's exactly it. So it's a it's a great outlet, and it's a great way to express yourself, and it's a great way to keep on top of these exclusives because you can keep on the story presents itself and the story the. I always say the figs tell you what to take. The figs tell you what they want to be, what picture they want to be, ta- want to have taken, and that's and it's the truth. And to be honest, like I've learned a lot about new stuff coming out from following toy photographers on Instagram. Or, oh yeah, or reviewers on YouTube where like they make stuff look amazing. Yeah, you know, totally. And, and I don't know. I mean, what is the be all and end all? of The reason we collect anything as humans, I don't know. I think it's familiarity. I think it's to have a. You know, I get asked a lot about why do you want all this, all this stuff around you? It's because it's my stuff. (laughs) Want to thank you so much for tuning in to the first episode, Sam. uh, What is your Instagram? Tell tell the folks at home. Um, You can find me at uh, the Audio Tourists for audio music stuff, and then Grail Gangu G R A I L G A N G U. For my toy photography, toy stuff. We also mentioned our friends at Comic and Figure Addicts. Is yeah, that the name CFA. of the place? CFA. And they're at 30707 Union City Road down in Union City, California, here in the Bay Area. And GameStop in the Mission in, California, in uh, San Francisco at 2673 Mission Street, uh, Mission and 23rd, I think it is. Uh, Check both of these places for some, you know, current pre-orders and things that you may not may have missed out on. I know that in the shop, I talk to a lot of people that call wanting to pre-order the next wave of, say, like the the Thundercats or the Turtles because they missed out on the previous wave. So if you do miss out on these things before you resort to horrendous eBay scalper prices, always check check with us here and check also with, you know, the local and Super 7 and, you know, the GameStop and the, all the local places that actually have these, uh, you know, can hook you up with these, with these wonderful things. So that's one thing about toy collecting is you really got to, like, stay on top of it because, I mean, it's it's become a serious game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's kind of ridiculous. Try not to, you know, get too bent out of shape. If you don't get something, it's always going to come back around. And uh Try to be the person. And one thing to remember, too, is always try to remember to be the person that gives that good fig karma. Don't take everything if you can help, if you can help it. Always Le- leave one for leave another Leave one. Collector. Please leave one. Absolutely. And if you can hook somebody else up, 
you don't always have to, you know, you can hook up your homie for, you know, retail or maybe a cheeseburger plus retail. Who knows? <laughs> but you don't always have to be that person that's going to make uh, a lot of money on something. And no, not everything that has the word Star Wars stamped on it is worth a lot of money. So exactly. please stop bringing your, tra- your bags of trash into my store and see if I want to buy them from you. I do not. <laughs> Take them to a, a record store. Child. See, now we're getting into it. Anyway. That's another good thing too. All the used, all the used stores in the city in the area. Check that place. Check those places for toys. You know, people that secondhand your bookstores, your record stores, your goodwills, your goodwills. You know, yeah. you, you never know. You never know. Yeah, you absolutely. never know. You never know. Absolutely. Yeah. So in general, I think uh, the future of uh, if you tune into us, we're going to talk about a little bit of everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're very seasonal, and it's uh, literally uh, Halloween, uh, yeah. October Eve right now. Totally. We're By Halloween. the next time you hear us, it's going to be full on Halloween swing. You're very spooky. Um, the episodes might not always air uh, coinciding with what's going on in the world in the toy world, but you can always use it as a reference and kind of like an encyclopedia. We're just two dorks <laughs> sitting in a basement drinking we're just beer, two swinging guys talking about you action know, figures. <laughs> what we were born to do. Anyway, this is Brent James, and I'm Where the Toys Are on Instagram, and... And uh, you call me Sam, a.k.a. Sam Super, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Peace. Toys, you'll never outgrow us. Each sold separately. I like those odds.